Welcome to Analyzing Television, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at different situations and topics in the world of television. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm going to be talking about Disney Plus's strange reboot strategy. Uh, so essentially what I'm going to do here is look over the different announcements over a certain period of time and look at the reboots, sequels, prequels and spin-offs that Disney's got planned for its streaming service, Disney Plus, and just talk about, from my side, from the analysis side, how strange some of these choices are and kind of questioning why some of these are being created. Uh, I did talk about this a little bit. I think it was maybe two months ago or so on uh, Geek Town. Of course, Geek Town to Credit UK, Geek Town Radio and Podcast Services for your TV and film news. Um, and uh, I talked a little... I can't remember which reboot we talked about, but there was a reboot that was mentioned in the in the news episode for that episode, uh, for that podcast. And I talked about like how just how strange it is that Disney's decided to reboot a bunch of different things because when I look at what Disney's got access to, which is Disney itself, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and of course all of the various different Fox properties that they've got access to. Some of these uh, reboots you really don't need necessarily. And sure there's reasons it's like, okay, it will make money at the end of the day or it will probably make money at the end of the day. Or maybe Disney will see that there's not as much risk tied to some of these reboots simply because you know that they know that they're marvel and star wars and disney and pixar things whether it's tv shows or or films will be 95 percent successful you know you look at the billions that they've made from star wars and marvel you look at the billions that they've made from uh disney and pixar and of course fox is a pretty new acquisition for them uh so they're still going to be making loads of money on the properties that they've got but it's just the strangeness of some of these reboots and just just wondering as to why and talking about as the title says uh this strange reboot strategy so uh i've got an article here now um this is from a website called j14.com which i've never heard of but i've given this article a little sort of skim through and most of the information seems to be fairly accurate and for things i remember as well Uh, i typed in disney plus reboots and it was one of the first things that came up So, uh, I'm just going to read from their website. So, if you go to j14.com, you can check out the same thing. So, it says here, uh, Ever since Disney Plus first launched, fans have been streaming all their favourite throwback Disney Channel shows and movies, along with the content from the network's past. Also comes the opportunity for the streaming service to create its own original series and films, which is exactly what they're doing, for the most part. Uh, from Night at the Museum to Cheap Up by the Dozen and even Lizzie McGuire and the Proud Family, there's a bunch of reboots, sequels and spin-offs in the works. There's certainly a lot of new content to look forward to, according to the streaming service's major announcements. Uh, in order to keep uh, in order to keep all the new releases on uh, fans' radar, J14 decided to make a complete guide to all the upcoming reboot sequels spin-offs prequels whatever and shows uh, and movies headed to disney plus Uh, scroll through the gallery for everything you need to know including the plot details cast etc etc hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're 
getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Uh, so the first one that we've got listed here is three men and a baby um it doesn't have the cast listed here. It's got like an extended article to, to, to look at the... Uh, oh, Zac Efron, yes. So, um, yeah, Three Men and a Baby is going to be getting rebooted by Disney+. Plus. This is, I believe, a film. Now, you might be kind of wondering, okay, you're doing an analysing television podcast. Why are you talking about films? There's kind of films and TV mixed in, but I just wanted to talk about this in general and kind of do it as an analysing television episode. So, Three Men and a Baby reboots. Uh, now, me myself, I'm not even particularly familiar with what this is. I've seen probably, I've seen the, the picture that's shown here. I've seen that listed before. I don't really know anything about the film. But, as I mentioned a minute ago, when you've got access to Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, Fox, and access to a lot of properties, do you need to reboot Three Men and a Baby? Because I don't necessarily think that you do. And there's always the argument, you know, about uh, certain classics. Now, I don't know how classic some people would consider Three Men and a Baby to be. Um, of course, Zac Efron is a big star, so that's going to be a big sort of attraction for this particular film. Uh, so, Zac Efron is returning to his Disney roots in the upcoming Three Men and a Baby reboot, The Hollywood Reporter, announced in August 2020. Uh, that might have been the Geek Town episode that I was on in August. I can't quite remember, but it was one of those things. Yeah, I just it's it's very bizarre to me that um Disney would decide to do this. Um and I get it, it might sort of be like, okay, we've literally got billions of dollars and kind of someone someone at Disney has come up with the idea of, Oh, I've got an idea for three men and a baby reboot and Zac Efron's a big star, we could put him in there. And maybe it's just a situation where it's like, okay, let's just throw it on the pile of things to come uh, for Disney+. Plus Because even though I did mention Star Wars and Marvel, which are 
two of their kind of biggest things. There is a lot of Marvel MCU shows coming up. There is quite a few of them. Uh, we're about to get the first two, which is, I believe, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But first of all, of course, is going to be uh, One Division debuting, debuting, sorry, in January, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier is supposed to be after that. You've got Loki and Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. Uh, I could go on and on and list them all. Loki, of course, is going to be coming. The What If series as well. So they don't have a lack of marvel things in development you've obviously got mandalorian which is going to keep going you've got the obi-wan series which is going to be coming out soon you've got the is it kassan and or uh series coming out to disney plus which is going to be the rogue one prequel uh there's some other things that you could probably do as well um of course they just had clone wars and rebels kind of finish and stuff so they've they've got plenty going on in terms of things that they already kind of had access to but it's just this weird kind of these weird choices of their previous library, like Three Men and a Baby reboot, that's uh, just a little bit strange. That's the first. That's the first one. Hocus Pocus sequel is the second. Uh, over the past few years, rumours about a possible Hocus Pocus two have been swirling, especially after Disney released uh, the novels Hocus Pocus and the all new sequel in. Uh, 2018 to celebrate the film's 25th anniversary even though details about um bringing the witches back have been kept under wraps variety confirmed in march 2020 that a sequel will be coming to disney plus in the near future although no cast has been announced yet which is an interesting point uh, the original stars still um have still shared their excitement about possibly uh, returning to their iconic roles for another film hocus pocus i know a little bit more about i've seen parts of it um, I don't know anything about the actual. I couldn't tell you who the characters were, who the cast is, what the story's about. I couldn't tell you anything about that. Interesting point here about um, the original cast, because this is not a reboot or a prequel. Now, with a prequel or a reboot, you can potentially have some different characters. Because um, you could have well the people before the story or if you're doing a reboot you could just have new characters or, or whatever the case may be what's interesting to me here with the sequel is that um the og original stars uh shared their excitement about a possibility of returning to the iconic role of the films so if you're going to essentially revive this franchise i don't know how much of a franchise it kind of became uh, i don't know if there's like tv spin-offs or whatever um, there probably isn't like a video game or whatever. I know that there's, it says that there's a novel here and then there's the, uh, films and everything, uh, and something was released in 2018. If you're doing a sequel, and I'm assuming these three characters survived because they could have died, I, I don't know what happens. Uh, but given that there's the possibility for the original stars to come back, um, it's interesting that that isn't the, uh immediate thing that's kind of been announced so if you do actually do a sequel and you don't have the original cast coming back you're either going to have new characters or you're going to have um uh recast or new characters essentially or you could have like the characters kids if they have kids in the off-screen meantime i don't know but again just a bit of a strange choice hocus pocus is one that um for the people that have seen it I know that they quite enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know how they would feel about a sequel. But again it kind of goes back to that classic thing of. You should just leave certain things alone. Because the originals did really well. Um, but I don't know. So we'll see. That's another particularly strange choice. Honey I Shrunk the Kids is the next one. Uh, I don't know how many are listed here. But I'm going to keep going for a little bit of time. 
Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. So just uh, just bear in mind what each of these actually are. You had a sequel to um, Hocus Pocus. Now you got a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, and, so, and most of, for the most part, reboots go down worse than what sequels tend to do. Because reboots can really hurt, like, if you recast the characters or if you bring in new characters. It can kind of hurt the original story that you've tried to do like if you try to do a new version of the old story sometimes that just doesn't work out so well whereas if you have something like ghostbusters the upcoming thing for that they've got new characters in but they've also got some returning characters as well so that's a situation where a long a long awaited sequel can work a lot better than a reboot uh, and some things to me are kind of reboot proof like if you take something like back to the future or only falls and horses you're never going to get a successful reboot out of those. Um, like, if you looked at someone like Del Boy, uh, played by uh, David Jason, of course, nobody else could do that role. Nobody else, really. So uh, there's there's certain situations. Uh, but for the first time since 1997, Hollywood legend Rick Moranis will reprise his iconic role as the Wayne something. I'm not going to try to pronounce his surname. The scientist who accidentally shrunk his children in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Although plot details about the upcoming reboot called Shrunk, so they've actually kind of renamed it a little bit. I don't think that's a very good choice of a name. Are being kept under wraps for now. It was reported by Deadline that Frozen star Josh Gad will be taking on the role of Wayne's son in the film um okay that's that's interesting i mean josh gad's a good actor and all that uh, i like him as uh olaf and whoever he plays in um central park can't remember the name's character uh, from apple tv plus yeah so you've got a reboot listed here but you've also got potential uh rick moranis uh coming back as wayne and then um josh gad uh, will be playing his son uh, again i don't know anything about honey i shrunk the kids i've seen bits and pieces of it again but i've never like properly sat down and watched it another just strange choice i think um and this does sound a little bit more like a sequel than an actual reboot um i don't know given you've got returning members and then there's like the son there i don't know it's it's just strange um how many more have we got here uh Right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna list the next couple. So you've got the Mighty Ducks reboot, uh ten episode series, Turner and Hooch, um twelve episode series, Monsters Inc. spin off. Now that one I am looking forward to, Monsters Inc. spin off. I've been looking forward to seeing uh what's gonna happen with that. Set to set to premiere in spring twenty twenty one. We'll see if that definitely happens. Uh they've got kind of the COVID advantage with that because it's gonna be animated, so there's no sort of filming restrictions. Uh, so that's good. Uh, Percy Jackson remake. Um, Robin and Robin Hood reboot. Uh, Doogie Howser reboot. I just <laughs> Beauty and the Beast prequel. Uh, Lizzie and Maguire, Maguire reboot. The Proud Family reboot. Uh, Night at the Museum reboot. Home Alone reboot cheaper by the dozen reboot is the ceo of disney just sitting next to the reboot button and just <laughs> hitting it over and over again this reminds me of uh, a skit that me and robert did uh, a few weeks ago it was called the hollywood reboot it was like a minute long little sort of fun skit and it was called the hollywood reboot 
and it was kind of making fun of executives that sit there and just sort of want everything rebooted. I've just read out what four or five different different examples of things that have been rebooted. You you just don't need to do it necessarily. Um, it's just very strange. I really find it very peculiar and very strange, but very interesting as well. Um, but like I said. I think with the with the reboots particularly, because sequels, fair enough, like revivals, like this Liz, Lizzie McGuire thing's got some interesting ideas from from what I've heard. Uh, but just sitting there and just reboot, 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 reboot. When you've got access to the amount of properties that Disney's got, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and a whole bunch of things that come with Fox, I could sit here and list 20, 30 things that they've now got access to with Fox. Um... You don't need to go back and reboot a bunch of stuff. You can just you can just make new things. Um, I think one of the biggest advantages that they've taken with Disney Plus is um, okay because now you've got the opportunity to basically make uh, TV shows look like films in terms of budget and quality and all that. And that's kind of how the Mandalorians ended up, uh, sort of like a really long film budget type of type of TV show. Um, and I know that they've got, like I said, a lot of Marvel, a lot of Star Wars TV shows in development. It's sort of like, okay, we've got the money to do these extra things, these little reboots. If they don't work out, it doesn't matter because we've got Star Wars and Marvel that are making us billions. Uh, not just from TV shows and films, but merchandise. I'm sure there's loads of you that went out and brought a Baby Yoda. I want to get one myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, look at the, look at the, if you look at the scale of Disney, right, and the amount of things that they own, look at just from the mandalorian alone from a disney plus perspective how much of a success that's been baby yoda's taken off as a very very popular character the mandalorian himself is really really liked by a lot of people there's you know a lot of curiosity about his character and the sort of creed about not being able to sorry the code of not uh not being able to take his helmet off and baby yoda's cute and the kind of partners and all that and man, the the, uh, the show's done really, really well. It got nominated for an Emmy for Best Drama, which is the highest thing that you can get nominated for for a TV show. It didn't win, but it still got nominated. Um, and then, yeah, the Baby Yoda, all, all the different toys for that have come out. And then you can go and get Mandalorian toys and everything. That's just from the Mandalorian. That's not from anything Marvel-related. But yet, for some reason, they're going reboot, 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 reboot for all these for all these different sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of peculiar to me as to why I I for if I'm to well analyze the situation, I think it's just somebody at Disney um, who's said, you know, hey, we have all these Marvel and Star Wars things, Disney Pixar that are making us billions, but just sort just sort of chuck all these reboots onto the pile. If it's sort of like, okay, if throw it at the wall, if it sticks, cool. If it doesn't, we can just move on to the next thing. And uh, I don't think there'll be any massive consequence for this. Um, like, if if these things are successful or not. Because you've still got the Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, Pixar, and all the Fox properties. I mean, for those of you that potentially don't know, with the Fox acquisition, uh, not just with the Fox acquisition, but including that, they've got Disney+, Plus. they've got the films, which I know, you know, covid cinema not really open at the moment but they've got disney plus fox freeform abc fx hulu and espn all of those channels i know espn's just for sports and the other are all for tv and stuff disney owns all of those things 
So all of the shows that run through all of those, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Fox, ABC, Freeform, what was the other one that I've forgot to mention? FX, Hulu, ABC, Freeform, Disney+, Plus. I've forgotten whatever the sixth one was, but uh, you get my point that there's there's so many TV revenue streams for them that you just don't need these reboots. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's rather strange to me, uh, but interesting. I'm curious about it and very curious to see how it all works out. Uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. I don't want to go and sit sit through all of the different lists of of things and go into too much detail otherwise i'll be here for four hours um but yeah what do you make of this interesting situation do you think that like i said it won't really have whether these reboots revival sequels whatever uh mainly the reboots um do you think that if the those aren't successful it will affect disney too much because i don't really think it will at the end of the day um but what do you think of their strange kind of strategy given the amount of properties that they own and they're rebooting three men and a baby uh, very, very strange. Uh, let me know all your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about Disney Plus and this particular situation or anything related to Entertainment Talk. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Very curious to see how this works out. Because um, in terms of other remakes as well, like the live action ones, those have had very mixed results as well. Uh, some of them people really liked, some of them people didn't, and some of them just had mixed reviews anyway. So... Again, I just think it's, okay, we've got billions, let's just throw these reboots at the wall. If they don't stick, fine, move on. If they do, then we'll keep doing more of them. We'll probably just do more of them anyway because we've got the disposable income to really do so. Uh, I know that they've lost a lot of money from the parks and that, but Disney's still got a heck of a lot of money. And uh, just, just think, when you think about Disney and budget and stuff... All those different channels I just mentioned, there was I know I forgot what the last one was, but there's six of them. And they've all always got TV shows coming through and all that sort of thing. So, uh, they, Disney have got quite a lot. Quite a lot indeed. So, we'll see how it works out. But, uh, anyway, that was all I wanted to really cover today on this episode of Analyzing Television. By the way, I did do, uh, have done two episodes of these today. The other one was talking about season and episode lengths. What's the ideal length for a season and an episode for a TV show? How does that affect the pacing and structure and all, all sorts of other things related to that? And, uh, also comparing different shows being run differently for the different episode lengths and season lengths and things like that. So you can check that out as well. Uh, I also do bring up Mandalorian in that podcast as an example. Uh, but if you like what you've heard today and you want to hear more, you can, of course, head over to entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, check out all the other podcasts that we've got. Uh, search for Entertainment Talk on podcast platforms uh, for our coverage of TV, video games, films, and Manchester United as well, of course. Uh, if you like what you've heard and you want to support it, get involved and all that, and also check out entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, we are on Patreon. You can look on there, the Patreon page, the $1 and $3 level tiers, for ad-free podcast and review options. Um, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website, the iTunes feeds, if you think that they might be interested in some of this content, or just tell them anyway. That would be that would be cool. Uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter and different Facebook groups, or whatever you use these days, uh, please share them through that as well. Uh, speaking of TV and film news, which we very much cover today, if you would like your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, David, of course, as I mentioned earlier, runs geektown.co.uk. If you search for that, go on that website, you can get your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. If you'd like that in weekly podcast format, um, you can search for Geektown on podcast services and get your Geektown radio episodes 
on Tuesdays, so get involved with all that over on Geek Town. Over on Twitch, if you search for Trista Bytes, you can find Beck streaming daily, doing fun, interesting, cool stuff over there. So go and support her, go and subscribe over there, follow her, and check out what she's got. I stream not quite daily, but quite often at the moment, more often than what I ever have. Over on Twitch, if you search for eTalk UK, uh, I'm streaming lots of different video games, Walking Dead, Batman, which I've finished the Batman Arkham VR thing, that's on YouTube, uh, Crash Bandicoot eventually, Last of Us 2 eventually, Pez Master League, and I started um, Watch Dogs Legion yesterday as well. Those episodes should be on YouTube as well. So, And uh, also look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Goodbye.